0: One of the most difficult things that I have struggled with in my life, and with life as it is, and how it constantly is changing, is how people in my life, or that I come in contact with, and people that I have relationships with, how those relationships change over time. Before I started practicing mindfulness, I found myself really bewildered by how just when I got to the point where I felt like I had my life exactly where I wanted it, where I had the parts and pieces arranged in a way that made me feel like I kind of had things the way I wanted it, it was lost on me for a lot of my life about how people won't necessarily, in our relationships with them, do not often conform to the plans that we actually have and, and our vision for the way that we want life to be. And I can't speak for everyone. I can only speak for myself. And I can only have my perspective informed by people that I've spoken with or taught mindfulness to. But it seems like it is life as it is and the people in it and my experiences with them and my interactions with them. Are constantly changing, and how mindfulness practice—I guess I would speak really in two different ways. Before I started practice, practicing mindfulness, what I found was that I would meet someone, and they would be an acquaintance or a friend or whatever the relationship would be, and also with you know family members and people that had I'd been that I'd had in my life for a long period of time. I would have a certain idea of who they were. It's almost like I would refer to it, I had a teacher one time speak of this as having a specific model in our head for how our lives, how we think our lives are, who we think we are, who we think the people that are in our lives are, and what we can expect from them. And then we also have our wishes and desires for the way that we want things to be with them in the future. And it is a lot, and it is a heavy load to carry, and it is very difficult because of the fact that there's so little of it that I can control. I Most people I've spoken with express some sense of being able to control so little of the people in their lives, the relationships with them, the way that they treat them, or the way that they're treated by them, and the nature of these relationships, and how they tend to change over time and I once heard someone speak about how life is like a boat going down a river that we have essentially as the boat is going, it's going slowly enough that there are, you know, from time to time we have new people that are boarding or getting on the boat with us as it travels down that river of life and then from time to time unexpectedly people basically jump back off the boat. And they're no longer with us. And it's not that they are trying to hurt us or th- that it's really, I think that's the issue here is that this can be, this can become, I can make it so much more personal than it actually is because when someone moves on, it's very easy for me to begin to think and believe. And I'm putting an emphasis on the word think because. A lot of times it's the thinking that gets me in trouble. In other words, it's my thoughts and reactions about people coming into my life. And in a lot of cases, not necessarily being who I think that they are or who I initially thought that they were, or maybe they are, and then things change over a period of time. And that's really, that's really what I'm finding that this is all about, is being able to dance with these changes I know that inevitably, I've come to a place where I have fully embraced and accepted. I may not always like it, but I've embraced the fact that people in my life that are coming in and out of my life, are it's constantly changing and that there's no longer, it doesn't serve me well at all to hold on to those people. And, and not so much holding on to them, but holding on to and taking very seriously my thoughts, about my relationships with him and how it is supposed to be and what I think it's supposed to mean. It's almost as if there is the light there is life itself actually happening on one level and there's an entirely different level that really does not represent true reality and that is those the thoughts that I have about what's happening in my life and in my relationships and when I decide that I think that I know who someone is I begin to once I have that model in my head for who I think they are then I can begin very easily it's a very slippery slope I can begin to develop expectations about what I think I'm going to get from them or how I think they're going to behave towards me and what I can expect and then pretty soon before I know what I've developed I'm holding on to beliefs about how it should all go And it very seldom has gone, if I have thought about these things and had thoughts and taken these thoughts seriously, if I have begun to develop models in my head for who I think people are and have begun to think I know how things are going to go and how things are going to be with them, most of the time, if almost all of the time, I have been wrong and I have been disappointed only because I've – and that's the the most important thing about this – is because I've chosen to set myself up to be disappointed. And it may very well be in a lot of cases that even though things have not gone, if the way, if I have thought about how I thought things would go or speculated about that at all, in a lot of cases it's gone very differently. And if I'm open to it, if I'm not so hung up on my thoughts about people and who I think they are and how I think they're going to behave and what I can expect from them. I'm sometimes pleasantly surprised and I also find that in many cases when I see that my relationship with them is changing or I see a side of them that I didn't see in the beginning, that I can create enough space and enough room for them to be who they are and for me not necessarily to have to reject it or judge it or need to walk away from them or avoid them or feel disappointed because I'm just letting it all unfold as it does. And it sounds much easier to say it than it does to do it. And that's really why I'm speaking about this today. And what I have found in almost 55 years of life is that people... And I also can't overlook the fact that I am changing. But what I find is that most people are constantly changing. What I say is change or refer to as change may very well also just be that I am, as I go along my life's journey with them, as that boat continues down the river, and if I'm traveling on that boat with them, that I begin to see different sides of them. It's almost as if it's kind of looking at different facets of a diamond or some sort of gemstone, that there are different facets of people, and the longer that I am around them and have them in my life, I begin to be able to appreciate things about them that I that I wasn't aware of, and I also realize I do have the opportunity to find things that I don't particularly care for, or that I'm not particularly appreciative of, and it's really all in my perspective, so I feel like I have kind of spoken very broadly about all this, and so the question remains, if the people in our lives do seem to us or appear to us that they are constantly changing or that we're seeing a different person than we initially saw. And if the dynamic with them, if our relationships with them feel like they're changing, how can I prevent myself from suffering and clinging to who I thought that they were and how I thought my relationship with them was supposed to go? What can I really, what can I do if I I know these things are happening. The change is happening constantly, and even despite my best intentions, my relationships with people sometimes are going to go in a direction that my work with them or my business with them is done. And no matter what I do, it's done, and I, and there's nothing I can do about that. And it's not personal. It's there's no blame. It's just that it's run its course. And I'm not saying that I think that all relationships run their course and end. I just know that a lot of times it has happened for me and this is with acquaintances this is with friends this is with people I just encounter and just in my everyday life that tend to come and go this is all a lot of this is very fleeting so how can I prevent myself from being overwhelmed by this it can become or at least I've experienced that it can become very difficult to want to embrace life and to go out into the world and open myself up to new people, knowing and being myself and not being afraid to open myself up to them, you know, and basically in a way that's appropriate. I realize this is, you know, when I first get to know someone, that there's a give and take and that there there is a level of that openness that's appropriate, uh, you know, depending on who it is and what the situation is. But at the end of the day, if I am afraid to go out in the world because I don't want to be in a position of, of being in a position of loss over and over and over again, because if I'm not careful, I can begin to think that it's something with me. Now I don't want to take myself off the hook. I certainly do want to pay attention to my interactions with other people, not to be hypercritical, but I do want to be aware of recurring behaviors. I do want to be aware of my own personality dynamic or dynamics and how that affects my interactions and relationships with other people, but not to the point of it being that what they refer to as analysis paralysis. I just want to have enough headspace to keep an eye on those things and to be open to constructive input from others whom I trust and really feel like I value and have benefited from their insight. And so I want to be able to be open to that But how do I do all this? It sounds like, and I feel like I've spoken here for quite a while about things that can feel very daunting and very overwhelming. How can I go out in the world and be human and allow myself to be involved with other people and to not have to guard myself and not have to take a defensive posture? And how can I really actually experience unconditional love with people out in the world? It can seem very scary and I've lived a lot of my life where I have not been able to or have not wanted to do it because it was too scary or it was too difficult or I felt like I was being rejected or I felt like whatever it was that I was offering to the world or to other people was being overlooked or dismissed or not really valued in some way. And so I began to turn that in on myself and began to feel like I wasn't worthy of those things. And all of this at a, very, at a very base level is nothing but thought. And that's really the first and the most important lesson that I learned once I started practicing mindfulness. That so much of the inner, you know, so much of the mind chatter, so much of what's going on in my mind is nothing more than thoughts about who I am, who other people are, what is going on with them, between me and them you know what exactly does it mean where is it headed where is it going and it really does begin to be overwhelming but i realize i'm choosing to do this and it's not that i am beating myself up emotionally or that i want to judge myself in any way it's just that this is what it is to be human and our minds are wired to work this way and the more that i try for my mind to make my mind or force my mind not to be to think this way and not to have these thoughts, the more that I'm going to struggle with these thoughts because all I really will be doing by trying to stop having them, I will be paying more attention to them and giving them more energy. So the question remains, how does mindfulness practice or mindful coping practice or both really help me to be able to cope with how people are constantly changing all the people around me that I'm involved with at different, on different levels? The relationships with other people, how can I really cope with that effectively and find joy in being around people and find joy and meaning in being involved with people and not being afraid to take that leap and have relationships with people and have acquaintances and have friends. It's all really a matter of what, how I choose, what and what I choose to, to do in terms of believing what I'm thinking about, what I'm feeling and it has a lot to do with how I pay attention to my mind and, and deal with what it is that my mind is doing in terms of thinking about these things. So the more that I'm aware of this, and that's really all that it comes down to, is that the more that I am aware that so much of my... what happens with other people, the dynamic with other people, is about my thoughts and my reactions and if i can just realize that i can begin to if i can just practice paying attention to those thoughts at some point i will begin to start realizing that these are just thoughts that these don't represent the truth if i think that somebody doesn't like me it's it's amazingly easy to convince myself that someone doesn't like me or that someone doesn't want to be around me or that someone is thinking something negatively about me but all that is at the end of the day and that's what I kind of I almost refer to this as shrinking things down to size that what kind of seems like this foreboding monster in terms of dealing with other people is really nothing but a creation of my mind unless somebody really specifically says to me that they don't like me or that they there's something about me that they don't like or that they find off-putting and then again, that's a whole different situation. At least if they are able to say it to me, then I can begin to deal with it and be able to understand you know, why they're relating that to me. But I would say 99, probably 99.9% of the time, people are not saying those things to me. And I don't really see people do that with a lot of other people where I'm involved. And so a lot of this is really in my head. And I realize there are subtle cues with interactions, with our interactions with others, like body language, the way that they speak to us, the way that they relate to us. But I've also found that when I try to interpret those things, and especially if it's someone I haven't known very long, relatively speaking, I'm going, I I have a long and entrenched habit of tending to not cut myself any slack. If I see something that I'm not sure of and I'm trying to interpret it, in a lot of cases, I'm going to interpret that unfavorably or not interpret that in my favor. What I want to do is get in the business of not interpreting things so much. And I realize there's a fine line. I don't want to become blind to the cues that I receive from other people. But what I want to do, but what I do want to do is I don't want to get carried away with my reactions to it or know for sure that what I am seeing is what I think that it is or what I think that it means. So what mindfulness practice really does and one of the main benefits i found other than the fact that it has released me from the bondage of clinging to the need for people to be exactly who I think they are and never to change, and for my relationships to be static and predictable, and so that I can just kind of go through life. And I realize that's, you know, sometimes it's very normal and human to want things to just go the way that we want them to go, so that we don't have to necessarily struggle with them. I don't think there's anything bad or wrong about that. It's just that it is, even if it's coming from a good place, we just wanna be on good terms with people, we want things to go our way. It's just that it very seldom does, and I realize now that this doesn't have as much to do with me as I originally thought it did. Now I'm not absolving myself of responsibility. There are those relationships in my life where I do need to continue to do the work that I need to do to heal those. There are, there is the, the I want to be accountable enough. To other people, to be able to be mindful about my interactions with them when I meet them or when I don't know them very well. And I feel like it's more fair to myself and it's more fair to them if I can go into these interactions and meet new people in a way that is mindful and in a way that is, I am aware, I'm going into it with my eyes wide open. And I've had some opportunities here recently to experience some situations where I've had people whom I thought were, you know, I thought they were a certain way or I thought I knew them to find out that I didn't know them as well as I thought that I did. And in some cases I've had opportunities here recently to see relationships with people that I have, I'm finding myself feeling dramatically different about those relationships than I was even two weeks ago or a month ago. And these things are constantly shifting. And what I don't want to do is I don't want to make it seem like it's to the point that it's so overwhelming that I can't manage. What I do want to do, though, is pay attention to if I'm going to be interacting with someone and dealing with them on a regular basis. I just want to be who I am genuinely and not try to be anything else other than that. When I'm listening to them or when I'm around them, I just want to do it and be very aware of what my mind is trying to tell me. Because if I'm so busy listening to my own thoughts about what they're saying to me or how they're interacting with me, I'm not really there with them and I'm not really present at all. And so what I found is the more mindful I can be in these moments when I'm with people, then I can really pay attention to what's really going on. And if I see that a relationship has run its course and it doesn't, mean it, it doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It does not mean that I did anything wrong. If I did, I want to know, and I certainly know that there are healthy ways for me to ask questions and to be able to be accountable to other people. But what I don't want to do is beat myself up unnecessarily believing that there's something that I did do or that I didn't do that caused this relationship to move in a different direction or maybe end altogether. And I can look back on this 55 years of life, and there have been a lot of people that have come into my life, and a lot of people have also moved away and actually gotten off the boat for ver- for various reasons. And I know that I have in when I've not been practicing mindfulness, and when I've not been aware of what I'm thinking about, what I'm feeling in terms of my emotions that come up about these things happening that I know that I can tend to think that a lot of it has to do with me or that it's my fault. And so what I, where I really want to be where I really believe the most healthy, the healthiest place for me to be is in a place where I can practice mindfulness every day in every moment as much as I possibly can in my interactions with other people and all that, all that I really have to do. And it sounds simple enough. It's just not easy to practice it is I just have to be aware moment to moment and when i catch myself in the act of starting to believe i know who someone is or how things are going to go with them or what you know where this is going to lead then i can just let go of all those things it doesn't mean they that those thoughts are you know it doesn't mean that those thoughts stop right away it doesn't mean that i still don't, you know i'm not continuing to cling to those beliefs that i'm that I somehow are taking shape because i'm thinking but if i let all those things go i'm not giving any energy to continuing to build up those beliefs and those expectations and if I'm just being in the moment with people, being whoever it is that I am without even really needing to worry about who I am or who I think that I am if I can cut myself some slack then I can begin to also just be with people and no longer really need to be tied up in really believing that they're anyone at all other than who they are in the moment with me and that that may change just because I'm interacting with someone a certain way in one moment does not guarantee or mean that that's the way it will always be with them. And what may end up happening is things may shift or things may run their course, and I can't control all of that and I certainly cannot keep this going and prolong this any longer than it's going to than it's going to occur because then all I'm really trying to do is artificially propping something up that no longer really exists. It's, you know, I I think I know what's happening, but what's really happening is what's really happening. And sometimes I find that the easiest way for me to know what's really happening is for me to pay more attention to what's really happening. And that's really what mindfulness practice is all about. It is not always glamorous. It is not always exciting. Um, In a lot of cases, it's what one of my teachers referred to as very extraordinarily, it's very uh, extraordinarily ordinary. And so many moments of life are, but I know this, that if I really am paying attention to what's going on, it may not always be exciting, it may not always be extraordinary, but it also will be whatever it is and not what it is that I think is going on in my head. And that's why I find that there's that disconnect because my mind has the potential to create scenarios and and create beliefs and expectations in a way that's, and I, and I would imagine that most people can identify with this, we get lost in our minds daydreaming or thinking that things are going to be a certain way. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong or bad about daydreaming, it's just that I, the mind is so powerfully capable of transporting us to a place where we are literally living in a reality that really is not is not really what's existing on the ground right in front of us in this moment. And I really do want to be paying attention to that so that when there's a temptation to get lost in that or to take that really seriously or to identify with what my beliefs are and what my desires are, then I'm going to be much better off and I can really begin to just be in the flow of life as it is and on its own terms. And people, you know, as that boat continues to go down the river, people will get on the boat and they will get off the boat when it's time because it's time. And it doesn't have to become so personal. I don't have to be the person losing someone unless I decide I want to be the person losing someone. And when I decide that that's my identity, when I decide that I'm the person that's suffering because things are always changing, and it's almost like I can't, you know, every time I try to grasp something, it slips out of my grip. I I can no longer hold on to it. Then I don't need to try to grasp it anymore it just is what it is and i know this sounds in some ways very high sounding and very esoteric but on another on another hand on the other hand it also is something that it can be very incredibly and extraordinarily simple it's just that i have to be open to that and to be willing to be here now in every moment practicing mindfulness and then i'll be i will be able to cope more effectively i can go out in the world and do my work and discharge my responsibilities I can create and co-create out in the world and not have to worry about how things are going to go with people. Will people accept me? Will people understand me? Will they get me? Will what I'm doing in the world be received well? I can, I can just begin to let go of all that and enjoy it when it does happen, when people do get me and appreciate me. I can enjoy it for that for, for that unexpected joy and the gift that it is. Instead of it being an end game of something that I'm trying to make happen, because I know the more I do that, it's just going to lead me further away from the truth and what's really happening.